Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leoni, will have smart discussion with experts, thought leaders, and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation, and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, today is really a big, big pleasure. I have Ricardo Salzkulko together with me. Hi, Ricardo. How are you? Hi, how are you? Thank you very much for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And wow, the very famous blog podcast that you are doing is very nice. And thanks also for the collaboration with DCXO. Yes, and I am really pleased to have this collaboration with the European Customer Experience Organization. But I know you are really extremely passionate about customer experience and about your baby, the European Customer Experience Organization. But before, I always like to speak to the human. And Ricardo, how is going with the recovery from your surgery? Uh, Thank you very much for asking. So... It's going well. It has just to take one year and a half until I become able to go again to the gym and do exercise like I did before. So now it's a recovery time at home doing physiotherapy. Or our house uh, becomes a, like a lab of physiotherapy tools. But thank you so much for asking. Ricardo, I think I can say that in the name of the all European Customer Experience Organization, get well soon. We need you. You are doing a great job by advertising and publishing what we are doing in in Europe around customer experience. For the less people that don't know you, could you please introduce yourself? Sure. So I I founded a company that calls uh, eGlobalis that in the end of the day, uh, the name means uh, Experience Global. I, I, I meaning information, insights and innovation. And this is more practice, is a, is a boutique practice of consulting, uh, only serves very large companies. Some people ask me why, and I don't have an answer for that, but because maybe my experience leading Oracle professional services in OMA around the globe with other companies, so maybe this is the reason they come to me. But uh, rarely I have a startup. I, I helped actually some startups in Israel and in Berlin, but that was all the history. And often I work with Samsung, SAP, and those kinds of guys, Vifal, uh, Volkswagen, excuse me, Vifal, nobody <laughs> understands. And, and it's good, you know, we're trying to help them to simplify experience. And simplify experience is not about making a better chat or making a better a better. Um, digital experience. It's connected from many different aspects of the internal part of the company that you reflect outside. And I think that's plus minus what we do, transform companies' culture, right? Like during the time of COVID, because I could not uh, travel anymore to Korea where I had also apartment because I was working with Samsung. What happens that I have to work from home, so my work totally changed. So I'm helping them in acquisitions and making sure that the culture is the right one. And if not, how we change those things. So there are so many things. So we help large companies to improve their customer experience, to transform culture. And often I'm advisor for C-suite. Sometimes I am not. And I really don't care about that. I see the C-suite 
as I see everybody in the company. I really don't care about positions I do. And the reason they bring us on board oftentimes is because we really talk with them about culture, we create a strategy, we segment with them, we do the go-to-market, how depending which which kind of which part of the company we are dealing with. And then we also help them to execute and teach their own people to take that forward in the company. So it's a lot of work. We are nine people with me as 80 people in Korea right now. And that's what to do in very short uh, phrase. Thank you very much, Ricardo. And allow myself, I know you a bit and you are always doing some jokes and therefore it's my turn to do some jokes because this is my show. There are some statistics and some papers uh, saying that one of the first words that you said as a small baby was customer experience already. Is it true? That's exactly true. I When my mom... Uh, <laughs> My dad actually told me his hands. I was a kid. I, I told him, CX goes keeper. <laughs> and, uh, and that's really how, how you know that. My mom told you that. No, you, I, I would not allow myself to research in your family because but only my mom and my dad uh, knows that. Hey, my dad passed it, so my mom should have told A lot of people know you, Ricardo. This is <laughs> advantage and disadvantage. Uh, jo- joke by side. Thank you very much for your introduction. And you already mentioned what we would, would like to discuss today. It's about simplification in customer experience. And I'm really, really thrilled to start the discussion with you. But first of all, uh, I think there is one other baby, <laughs> and this is the European Customer Experience Organization, that it's growing extremely fast. I'm not sure if um, the European Customer Experience Organization is already 18 years old in its maturity, but before discussing about that, you are the founder. Why the European Customer Experience Organization? First of all, I, I, I have the idea and the kind of uh, what they call visionary. I, I created that, but there are many people that influence it as yes, the, the way that we become right now and the future, what, what will become later as yes, we, we have a roadmap. And so it's not just me. There are many co-founders, many of the ambassadors, a large part of them influenced, you know, the way we are going. So it's not my credit. I just created, I had idea because I thought that uh, we can do better. Yes, and uh, you know, because I live here and I see the experiences that you have, <laughs> B2B often, yes, and, and, and B2C sometimes, but we live B2C as we all live B2C. So we see all the, the absurdities that the, for people like us, we observe very, you know, very uh, like a, we check everything, we look different because we have this mind of customer experience as observing all the details in our experience, any experience, even the taxi driver, you are observing him. Yes, it's very different. It's a kind of mindset. And, and what is the, the main goal of the European Customer Experience Organization? So we created the European Customer Experience Organization. Let me start before that. All the material, everything that you have in the world about business rarely comes from Europe. Obviously, you have great people in Europe that, yeah, this is obvious. But we are, we are not uh, writers or podcasters in general. We are doers. We are people busy with their families. We care about family time. And, and this goes to culture in a certain way. 
in the US, you live to work. In Europe, you work to live. You know, it's a very different kind of mindset. So we have more time to think about things that we care about, which is a benefit. And you can be much more creative than we are. That's what I believe. And you have great companies here that was not, uh, that the market itself is not exploring business case that could be created here so, for so many companies here that are doing great, a great job in, in experiencing, in pre-experiencing, customer experiencing, igniting innovation, simplifying many different things related to CX. So the aim of the CX is to create a model, the European model. And I'm not saying to reinvent the wheel because this is already invented. Okay, I'm not going to have, hey, hey I did that. No, it's not like that. We understand that uh, other other people did something very nice as this started with uh, with uh, with uh, Don, uh, Don uh, John Pine and, and, and his first book. That was the book, yes. And this changed everything for everyone because your perception when you read the book changes about everything. And it's a great book. Therefore, it's 20 years is still selling. And in Europe, we don't have the same approach of other things. And as we always say that hyperpersonalization, like if it's hyperpersonalization already is saying that you and me are different, even you live, you live in my neighbor country as in, in, in Schweiz, in Switzerland, and I live in, 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 Deutsch, in, in, in Germany, correct? We are neighbors, but we are different still, yes? We're very different, we have different uh, friends, different things that we do, even though we are very similar as well, yes? because we have similar languages, etc. So I don't believe that one fits all, and that's a basic thing of customer experience. Thank you, Ricardo. And I think this is the, the key topic that, that I would like to, to discuss with you and also to understand a bit better. You are very, very, very well renowned about innovation and simplification, meaning uh, simplifying and then igniting innovation. What do you understand uh, around simplification in customer experience? So what is not is to make a chat or, or to create something that will make it. For sure, we are, we are always focusing in making the life of the customer easier, obviously, as every, everything's have to be without friction. But friction will sound strange, but not always is bad, okay? That's, uh, that, people that say, oh, frictionless, yeah, that's beautiful buzzword, but doesn't work in that way. There are certain frictions that are great to have such as a process or a procedure that will save people's lives, for example, right? In a factory, you have a lot of those things that you don't understand why is there. You know, actually in Volkswagen, you have something very, very nice. So there's those robots that move very fast in, in, in the production line. And if you, damn, to get close to those robots, then it'll be, uh, they have a sensor uh, like ITO working yes, and you will right away tell you, hey, live there. You know, something very rude and very uh, sh uh, shouting. As it, but this is this is something well, well told. It is a, a friction for them for sure. It was a big project to create those, those kinds of uh, uh, saving procedures. But it's very important because if you go close to a robot and you've got a punch, you are dead. Yeah, that's simple like that. So... So simplification is the following in customer experience. 
what I do, okay, what we do oftentimes, is to go to companies, understand, okay, but I'm not going to explain about that because we do what all the companies in the world do, so I'm not going to, to talk about it. I'll tell you about uh, simplification. To simplification happen, you have to understand what and how the company works. When a company is large and uh, stop to innovate, you need to bring like a, a, a medicine for them to, to, to cure that. And we have examples from one of the biggest, uh, biggest uh, um, software companies in Germany, which expanded billions of dollars in acquisition for cloud. Okay, really, I think more than 200 billion in many years, in, I think in 10 years, seven years, because they, have, they did not have the ability to create their own cloud. So then the question is why, yeah. If you have this amazing company, uh, was supposed to be a very innovative company and, and capable of doing anything in the world. But the problem that the, the, the process, the, the, how the company uh, um, inside works it was very complex. So people was doing procedures and, and they have processes that they even did not understood. What is this for? But they was doing like robots. When you get in a situation like that, it means something about you as well. You are doing your job closing the holes, but you're not really thinking about what you're doing, just getting things done. And we believe in space of thinking because you only bring value. Let's say that you was hired for a designer engineer, for example. If he's only doing closing the, the bugs all the time, for, I just give you an example, okay? You can't, don't have the time to think, to reflect, and create no, new features, new ideas, and to discuss. You know, so obviously that agile gives you many things here. Yes, when you implement agile and design thinking together, but this is the, the, the basic principle of simplification. So you have to look for things that will make the lives of the people inside the company easier, in order to create first the employee experience that is decent, so you have your time. I'm not saying not working, but you have time to think. You, you know, you're not just focusing in this uh, hundred of things that you have to do by day. And this is much worse when you are in the call center or contact center, but I'm not going to go there. So you close those gaps, you improve the system, you improve the procedures, you kill certain, certain processes that the company have. And it's not just that, it's about many different things, you have technology on that, have procedures, have governance all the time on that, but I'm just giving you a highlight. And then when you improve the, the, the way of that the employee can live his life and work and perform better, you automatically, as everybody knows, you are impacting the outside of the company as the customer or the partners. But before we get to there, first you have to work inside the company, making easier the life for your employees. Okay, and I'm not saying frictionless because frictionless is a is a, a not ideology is a kind of imaginatory thing. There is a word for that I don't remember the word right now, but like a, my dream, I want to be frictionless. Like all all companies should be like Amazon. Doesn't work in that way. In enterprise technology, the customer is asking all the time for change requests for adding things. Obviously, you can give three features for them to solve his problem as far as you solve the problem. But he's always asking, so how we are not going to deliver what he's asking? Therefore, we have voice of customer, yes. <laughs> Otherwise, we, we don't need voice of customers if we're not going to listen. 
So everything's connected. So in enterprise technology, it doesn't matter if it's hardware or software or, or whatever it is, you tend to make the customer life easier, but not always is possible. People that say, no, you can't do it in one click like Amazon. No, in technology, in many companies, it's impossible. And sometimes it's very good that it's impossible because then the guys have to think, I'm touching here, it's going to impact my CRM or it's going to impact my forecast. So there are so many processes together. I, I cannot go with, uh, you know, even I don't remember all the process, I have this written, but... Uh, there are so many things that are impacted when you touch in a software, especially it takes a, a basic ERP, okay? ERP, you touch everywhere in the company, you touch the CRM, you touch everything. So you have to think what we're doing. Easier is great, but not always is possible. And you have to live with that. Therefore, SAP and work were very successful because even though we all know that they are complex in certain ways, they are doing a great job because they are delivering what the customers want and that's the goal. Yeah, it's not about you, it's about them, it's about the partners and what they need. And they are doing that very well. Therefore, they are oh, 50 years, uh, each one of them, or maybe more even. That's the idea. Now, when you, when you simplify inside, first, we're giving space for your employees to create new ideas, to explore new ideas, to test new ideas. And a great company for giving an example from that is my beloved Samsung. Samsung do that very well. They are very fast. They are much more dynamic uh, than Europe. But they are doing that in such a way, you know, you have a new product. Now we are testing because we have the, the old case of S7 that was the famous exploding phone that I was there. Uh, <laughs> this is a bad memory. I'm, I, I, many people are not going to like that. I laughed on that, but they, that's really sad. Anyway, but the many, the, the, what happens there was a learning. In six months, the company changed it. You know, and, and it was amazing if this would happen in any other place in the world, especially here in Europe. I, I'm, I'm very doubt that a company could return from uh, such problems that they have in the same time. There are seven, two times <laughs> versions that, and uh, they have also the problems with the indictment of the, the owner of the company, uh, the, the, the family. So that was a huge, and they lost $20 billion in two weeks plus minus in, 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 in value in stock in stock value. So this is not a normal situation. So the change was so fast and so well done. And that's because mine is what I can say here. Now, just to conclude, when you impact inside the ability of people to create new ideas, okay, make their job better, you are creating the better experience outside. So there is a company, actually is, is a European company, I'm not going to mention the names, based in their acquisitions, they did many acquisitions. They have great profitable companies, amazing companies. They acquired Cloud as well. And what they forgot that every different company that they acquired, everybody knows that. So the CEOs was often asking the CEO of this company, that this European company, I'm not going to mention the name, about, uh, but the, the pricing here model is so different than this one. And the integration is so complex, how it can be. How, why you don't have something in common between them if it's your company? You don't have to change the company, but you can make something good for everyone as similarities, simplifying the perception. And that's what we work a lot in perceptions of products and how the people perceive things. So this is a different view. Not many people talk about the perception of products, perception of experiences, but that's what I do. 
It's it's really very very interesting, and you you mentioned that like perception. I think what what a lot of what you were sharing it's about mindset, having the right mindset and create and innovate as quick as possible or based on the on the changes on the market market. You you mentioned this example of of Samsung, and I think this was uh, something that they helped them to survive because if they would. Uh, taken more than six months, then uh, how could it, could they have coped with, with they, such they a They changed the management four months. Exactly. And uh, I think you you are speaking really uh, from from your heart, and this is what I really like. And the mindset, it's, it's extremely important. You are saying it's about mindset. It's about agility. What's your view? Are we going into the direction that the, the complexity will continuously increase and therefore we we need to cope with that or are we able to do the 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 change and understand that we need first to simplify instead of bringing new products new processes and everything on the market what's your view so <laughs> that's a that's a very nice question so i wrote an article about complexity i think two years ago talking exactly about this point. So here's my view of complexity. First, complexity is not a, a, a monster. It's a bad that sometimes you need that, right? I will give you an example of complexity that works and one that doesn't. But I'm not going to bring that for from B2B. I'm going to bring that from B2C to make it easier. Do you know a supermarket chain that calls Audi? Audi penetrated the market in England and they have this Tesco and the Su- Sun- Sunways, I don't remember exactly the name. And <laughs> the, 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 I remember the Tesco have 32 ketchups. Think about a guy like me, diabetic type one, goes to the supermarket, wants to buy ketchup today. So he's going to have to read all the, all the, the how do you call this thing in the back? Um, information in the background. Uh, information in the back to understand what you feed. That's who make you nuts. Then comes Audi and totally disrupted. Look, it's a supermarket, it's not a technology. Disrupted the market and almost uh, destroyed Tesco. Why? Because they brought three, three ketchups of top quality. And you enter there, you choose one, and you go. They have three options of the best chocolate that you can buy in a very good price. Big, big, simple, very simple, not, nothing fancy there. But they have the ability to buy things in of great quality and great price. And that's that's explain everything about, about customer experience, okay? So complexity, now let's return to that. There is, as I mentioned in the beginning, there is complexity that you need to have, okay? Like you work in a metal, I don't know, metal, I don't know how, how many how, how many degrees they, they warm up uh, uh, iron. But I assume if this touch will kill you. So they need complexity there to make people secure, as I mentioned before in my example of Volkswagen. In a company like, um, no, better I don't give examples. <laughs> I have an example that is public, so I can say. So in a company like Samsung, okay, in the S7, there was certain complexity in the governance and the processes that actually created a bad product, okay? And um, I'm measuring what I'm saying. <laughs> so 
the the S7 exploding phone was a consequence of a bad processes of administrating a bad design. Okay, because this could be prevented, but was not just only not prevented, was repeated. So that was amazing, as in terms of in negative way was bad, but uh, too much complexity is bad. But some of them are very good to prevent a situation, to prevent that you are going to deliver a bad product or you are going to create an experience that is, is not so good for the customer, yes, and is going to turn them off, yes. And uh, this comes all to culture in the end of the day. You don't need technology. That's what it was. I think you will talk about that today in some point, I think. So technology, obviously, will help you to create a great experience on the channel and this and CRM, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, you don't really need technology. If you have a great culture in the company, the people are understanding what's the impact in the growth of the company and having generation, okay? And, and what they do with the customer is the face of the company because the CEO is not the face. The face of the company is the guys interacting in the call center or you know giving the sales, professional sales consulting. So technology can improve your experience, but you'll never solve the problems. Everything is connected to the culture of the company, how we educate, okay? And I have a, a good example of that without technology at all, and you'll be very impressed by this example. In 2005, I arrived to live in the US. I was working there during two years, and I needed something. I am diabetic type one, so I needed my pump material that connects my body to my pump is a plastic. And I was so good in customer experience in 2005 that I didn't know that you have to call a call center. I call it the headquarters of Medtronic. This is a B2C experience, but we'll show you. We did not have technology. I called them in 20 minutes. They took care of me. And the last question that the woman told me, uh, asked me in the do you need any other thing from us? I told her, look, it's very hard to find a doctor because they have such long lines of diabetic people here that it's very hard. No problem, we'll help you. In 24, 48, 48 hours, a rep from us will call you. And I was already skeptical, yes, because I was living in Germany and living in Israel, so then, you, you, you know. Uh... Next morning, the woman called me. Mr. Gook, I did not repeat. Remember, today we all complain about repetitions as we repeat to this. I did not repeat. The, the secretary, and was the secretary of the vice president, don't ask me how I got to her. I just asked the, the headquarters to get somebody that could help me. That's what she did. She passed to the secretary of the vice president. This woman uh, told me everything that I needed. And in the end of the call, she told me, that's the rep in my region, was close to Philadelphia. She told me... Uh, Mr. Gulko, and by the way, tomorrow I will call you with three doctors. Okay. I will, she, in the same day, she sent me the material that I needed. I asked her, do you, let me give you my, my credit card. You know, you are so thankful that she's helped. She's saving your life in, in between branches. No, Mr. Gulko, we will send that. You don't have your card yet from, from a company that calls Edna in the U.S. It's a, a, a insurance for health insurance. Don't worry, you will send it for free. It's no problem. They sent me something that called, that the value was $200. And I was super happy. I got in the, the evening, actually. Perfect. Not, next day, she called me again. And now you understand where it started hyper-personalization. This is hyper-personalization. She went a step further. 
she te- she's telling me the, the names of the doctors. I spoke with this doctor, this doctor, this doctor. So I told her, please, can you send, look, this is 2005. Can you send me this by mail? So she, I remember her, her answer. I don't like so much to use mails. I, you know, that was the beginning. I had a hot mail in that time. And then she told me the list. And in the end, look what she told me. And, and believe me, I don't care about religion. I don't care about nothing. I don't care about religion, race. I care if you are good or bad. That's what I care about. So, by the way, this doctor, Mr. Goku, is Jewish. I said, oh, thank you very much. I was impressed, not because she told me. She recognized that my name is Souths and everybody that has Souths is Jewish. But I was impressed because she, she talked about that, you understand? And I thought, wow, this is really amazing. I never saw something like that. So then I, I found the article from Don Peppers, and he was the first one that wrote those minds about personalization. This was personalization without any technology, you understand? And today we are just repeating that with technology. So culture is the most cultural, in my opinion, yes, is the mo- what makes a company or breaks a company. There are many companies here in Bavaria and in Germany, and in all Europe, that they have beautiful names. Oh, we work for a customer. We do that for our employees. But in the reality, it's not like that. I think what you're saying, it's it's really a great example. And you said 2005. The topic hyper-personalization was not there yet, but I think the difference was performed by a human being to a human being and the best ways to help each other. And also based on that, I would ask uh, you to help us and ask for a book recommendation from your side. Which book would you recommend to the audience that helped you during your career? So many people talk about customer experience, but they forgot to create a customer experience. You need many different phases, many different things to happen to be a great customer experience. And in the end of the day, the goal of customer experience is grow and have a generation. No one, if they tell that they are working for love, this is not honest. Better you don't say that. So one of the books that I really like is this one from Tiffany Bova. Grow IQ, get smarter about the choices that will make or break your business. Tiffany Bova, she was the C, uh, the, the chief of uh, Grow or something like that, and Grow in officer in Salesforce, and I think she's still like that or she changed her title. And another book I can, I can give you two today that I just finished reading and I'm going to come with my list. Let me see if I can put that here. Experience in design. This is not customer experience exactly. Took them seven years, based on what she said. Karen told me that. Great book, worth to read. You learn something from this. For some people, be very basic, but there are such nice things here, and I think it's a very good uh, innovator's journey. That's the mindset that they have. Very different than customer experience, but you can connect a lot. I love this book. I will be the first book in my list of this year that I'm preparing now. And I think it's a great, great book. Thank you very much, Ricardo. I think these are two books that we can read during uh, the Christmas break. And, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the boring yeah. Christmas break. <laughs> exactly. And uh, what's the best way to connect with you? LinkedIn or through, through my website that we are changing now because it looks very old. And... Uh, 
OEXO, you know, if you need anything, you know, I'm, I will always help companies, else, depending on what they want, but obviously we always give opinion about things. But the, the best opinion is not the opinion. The best opinion is one that you have the data to understand what companies are doing, because then you become very theoretical. To say, to guess things, to say, oh, this is better, or this is like that. This is not my job. You know, my job is to understand really what's happening and transform or change or improve that. That's the way we do things. Thank you, Ricardo. And as you mentioned, there is a great ECXO platform that you can subscribe. It's free of charge. And uh, there are quite a lot of uh, people passionate about customer experience, expert ambassadors, where you can really have a really good discussion and get opinions, data, and information. And there are quite a lot of really good activity. Thank you very much for having me here. Pleasure to talk with you, Gregory. Do you have any other question? I wanted to ask the usual question, the golden which, nugget. Which <laughs> the golden nugget. And I know that you really like to share golden nuggets. And therefore, I am asking, what's something that we discussed or something new that you would like to share with us, Ricardo? Let me think. About simplification. Remember, everything that is complex have a better solution for your company. Process, procedures, security. But the things that are there that's still there after 20 years, all the people simply forgot and they are not working properly to give an opinion, or it is there to protect you or to protect somebody else or to prevent a situation, right? Like fraud systems that have so many, when you have a software of fraud systems, everything is to prevent stealing. So it's a very well-organized mindset database that will check all the situations in the software itself, in the database of, ah, this is happening. So, yeah, the same thing happens when you are simplifying a company. If you simplify a company in the way that you create more um, agility and flexibility for the employees, you are going to gain more ideas we're going to gain better features or better experience or whatever you are doing, okay, products or service, doesn't matter. And this is will, because the goal is to grow, to generate revenue, and this will help to generate revenue because they will work easy and the result will be reflected in the customer in the end of the day. And always think that there's two ways that you cannot only work internally and not work externally. You have to do together because if here is great internally, but experience outside is not reflected what is good inside, something is wrong. We have always to analyze how you are delivering experience. And simplification gives you all the tools to analyze that. I hope this helps. I know that it's very shallow because you cannot show that. It's a presentation showed how to do those things. But here we are talking and I'm having a tea. Thank you so much. It was a great pleasure. Thank you very much, Ricardo. And also... In, uh, for, from the CX Goalkeeper, thank you to the European Customer Experience Organization for giving me such a great opportunity. I am concluding my session of 10 different interviews to outstanding ambassador. I learned a lot. It was really outstanding. Ricardo, thank you very much. It was really a great pleasure.
Before you go, I am here dressed as a goalkeeper, as if you can see that. Only for you, Gregorio. Thank you very much, Ricardo. And I hope that the audience enjoyed this discussion as much as I did. It was really interesting to get uh, insights about the European customer experience organization, but also about business simplification, because, because it's something that we, will, we need to handle in future. Thank you very much. Grazie mille. Arrivederci. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business, we are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you!